this Inside Line podcast, we speak to British Superbike race winner Kyle Ride. Fresh from his two victories at the recent Silverstone round, the 23-year-old from Nottinghamshire spoke to us on a variety of subjects. This included the emotions of the winds, what it's like to ride a 220-brake horsepower superbike, the importance of his team boss, Steve Hicken, his race rivals, and how he thinks his future's looking. Kyle, utterly brilliant performance at Silverstone. Well done you, mate. You must be very pleased with that, are you? Yeah, very happy. A bit unexpected, but um, I think after the first two rounds we showed good pace, so I think it all just came came together really and made it into a very good weekend. I mean, surely when you were driving into Silverstone, you must have felt reasonably confident, because as you say, the first two rounds have gone fairly well for you, albeit, albeit you know, tainted a little bit by some, you know, uh, little issues, shall we yeah. say. It was out of, my, out of my reach and I couldn't do anything about them, but um, they're them sort of problems that are just a bit annoying, really didn't really upset me or anything because it's my rookie year and just still learning really so um, even though the team was good for me because maybe I could have got a couple of podiums before Silverstone um, I was more than happy that obviously I had a problem in like third third or second place and for my rookie year I'm not too fussed it's same as when someone crashes you'd rather crash at the lead than crash when you're in 17th so I just took it on the chin, really, and I just thought at some point it'll all come together. And as you see at the weekend, everything just, nothing went wrong all weekend. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting three podiums and taking 70 points away from the weekend. I mean, were you actually surprised looking back to how it turned out? Um, I mean, it surprised me the results, but um, me feeling on the bike and me being confident on the bike, um, what I did without thinking about anyone else or what anyone else did or if I was faster than anyone else. Just me personally, I thought I did exactly the same as what I did at Donington. <laughs> just that, like I said, everything worked and um, the bike worked really well. It was working perfect Friday afternoon, first practice. So, I don't know, everything just clicked, like I said. Um, obviously, I can't thank the team enough because obviously they've given me the chance as well to do what what I've done this year. I didn't think, obviously, two years ago I packed in racing because I was sick of it. And then now I'm sat here, obviously, talking to you and other people, talking about being a double winner on a Sunday. So tell me about that little break that you've had because you were uh, unhappy with racing, Kyle. What what, what led to that? Um, just as a family, really. And me, wasn't really enjoying racing. Um, and when you don't enjoy it, it's honestly not a very nice feeling. It's, it's bad enough when you're winning races, you still think about stuff like what Alex Olsen did and it's always playing on people's minds, whatever whatever happens. So especially when you're not doing very well and you're not very confident and then you, you can't really see an opening like I've had this year. I've just had enough of it and I think as a family as well, we've all had enough of it. So uh, I said that's it, I'm done. But it only took about three months really for me to get back on a bike again because I missed it. But probably one of the best things I ever did. I mean, you, you've sort of led me to ask this question actually, which I was going to ask you a bit later. But you know, how much do the sort of stars need to line up to do well in BSB? I'm thinking of the 
the team needing to be right, the bike, the way the bike's set up, your head, your heart, how many Weetabix you've had that morning, does it all have to be right and in place? Yeah, well, this year's different to any other year for me because obviously I've never rode a superbike properly and at the speed that I am doing now. This year is very quick, two weeks, we're racing every two weeks and um, the last two years I've only been really doing a super sport sprint race and a long race on Sunday and now we've got three racers on a 220 horsepower motorbike which is like a machine. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of Prep-wise, I would say, obviously, you've got your own things to do and whatever, but, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just riding the bike, as people know. Some people think you just sit on it and twist your throttle and bravest one wins, but there's a lot more to go to it. And, um, obviously, the biggest one is probably confidence. And, um, yeah, you just need right people around you. I think this year, I've definitely got that. Steve's been awesome with me, so... Just want to carry on, really can't wait to get to Alton in the last couple of races. What what makes you say Steve is as good as you think he is? What what qualities does he have that suit you? Since, I, well not since I've grown up, but when I was 13 and I rode for Ryan Saxelby, just the way he worked with me, um, that brought me on as a rider and I learnt a lot from him and he understood how I taught, how I developed feelings from the bike or what I want changing or what I think needs changing he understood it really a lot and ever since Ryan I've never really found anyone that understands what I'm on about or but as soon as I met Steve and we worked together straight away I understood that he was going to be willing to do anything I wanted to do even if it was completely the wrong way he wanted to let me do it to prove me that I was wrong so there's a lot to work with. It's not just riding a bike. It's obviously the people you're with. and um, It's been amazing. So I think that's half the reason why I've been as fast as I am already. I knew I could have done what I've done now, maybe in like a year or so, but I didn't expect it to be this soon. But I think that's down to Steve and confidence. Do you think that's one of the most important, as well as your riding ability and all your qualities, do you think that, sort of match that you have that you clearly have with Steve is that another key reason to success yeah that's it it's I think a couple of times throughout the last years I've rode as good as what I am doing right now but the people around you are not as good as Steve and that it's easily like half a second because the bike's not set up how you want it even though you think it is um, but you know and uh, you know straight away when things are right and this year is 100% can't fault anything so I know I've had a couple of bike problems but that's not it's out of my hands it's out of Steve's hands it's out of anybody's hands could it happen to anyone so I mean the first one looks bad but one of the Hondas just fired a stone up at the radiator so that can happen to any bike on the grid so uh, how difficult is the bike to set up because there's a multitude of different adjustments isn't there Kyle and how much do the team help you get to the ideal bike as soon as you can so, um, I mean, I think luckily we had an official test at Silverstone. So that helped me a lot last weekend because on Friday um, I had a bike that could possibly finish in the top six before you even gone out on track. 
So everything else was just little niggles making me feel more confident and making the rear tyre last. That was that was it really. So capability wise for the bike, that was ready to win a race straight from Friday. So it's not easy to set up a bike. A lot of people just think, like I said, you get on it and it stays the same for the rest of the year. But got a bike that's got a very good base setting, you're almost in the top 10, 24-7. Like, even if it's not very good, you're somewhere near. And then it's about making things better to get further up than temp and to make the tyre last, etc., etc. So, yeah, it's not easy, but up to you. It has been quite easy because the bike's been amazing. Thanking, obviously, Steve for doing that. I've had a good couple of tests at Mallory Park. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, the bike's been mint and... If there's ever been a problem with the bike or a bad day, I've still been about six or seven. Anyway, so that's the good thing about it. I mean, I watched it on TV and uh, the bike looked really composed. It stayed in shape, didn't it? And it looked fast enough. Is is that due to setup as much as anything else? I've had a super swing arm in the bike. I tried it once, a couple of laps at Mallory Park, and I think Steve just really wanted to see if. Not if it's very competitive, but if we can work with it. And straight away, I did my PB lap time out of nowhere. And uh, he pulled me in straight away. He's like, yeah, that'll do. We can go to uh, Silverstone on that. So, um, I don't know, maybe that helped me a lot on uh, on Sunday. And it's just one of them. Um, Silverstone's a bit of a dodgy track. It's all right. And as coming through Woodcut absolutely destroys the tyre. So... Yeah, the first time ever I've done a race run on Friday FP1. I went straight out and I put 30 laps on a on a rear tyre, come in and it didn't actually look too bad. So for Friday, that was a very good sign. And then come Sunday, like I said, we made a couple of changes to make the tyre life a lot better. And as you see in Sunday, the first race, I, I saved the tyre behind Brooks and then I saved it for the last couple of laps. And if anything, I had so much more tyre than anyone else. I can't. I don't know if it's me, I don't know if it was the swing arm, I don't know if it was Steve setting it up, but as a, a combined package, I think uh, we worked well over the weekend to make the bike good to ride on Sunday. Do you need to pace yourself to make sure the bike, the tyre lasts? Yeah, so my fastest lap in the first race on Sunday was a 53.3, and that wasn't until lap 27 when I got to the front, so... There's no way you can do 30 laps at a 53.3. Um, but at the same time, it was very easy to do 53.8 for 30 laps. But if you're doing 53.8 for 30 laps, someone's going to pull away because they're doing a 53.3 at some point. So I got quite lucky really following Brooks for 20 laps because it was 53.6, 53.7. And uh, even though it was a very good pace, I could just about hang in while saving the tyre at the same time. So, at the last three laps, I did feel like I mugged him a little bit, but at the same time, on Saturday, I think he finished sixth for seventh, and in that race, on Sunday, he finished second, so I think he was quite happy anyway. So, obviously, the third race was a little bit different because no one, I was at the front and I was setting the pace, so that was different. So, I think I just tried to, instead of setting a very good lap time, I think I picked a pace like 53.5, and I tried to do that for 30 laps and that worked. So, And that was actually three seconds quicker than the first race. So 
swings in roundabouts. Some people like to jet off at the front, get a five-second gap, and then at the end they get clawed back. Or some people finish, they're in sixth or seventh for 10 laps to go and they end up winning the race. So that's obviously the good thing about BSB. It's um, no traction. And, um, yeah, the rider's got to do all the work with his right hand. I mean, did the tyre feel pretty good from lap 25 on? Was it still driving out of corners okay? Or was it starting to move about quite a bit? So the just move around a lot more towards the end. Um, but if you've got that drive grip still, then you can still do the lap time. Some people manage to do that for 20 laps, but then it gets really, gets really unstable. But... Yeah, that was the, the difference on Sunday. I could do the same thing on my bike for 30 laps. And uh, it's good because I noticed the ty- uh, the fuel load going down as well, which I've not really noticed before. Obviously, having 21 litres in a bike is 20 kilos, so it's a big weight. And the first 10 laps, it's very difficult to pass anyone. Or, I mean, it's quite interesting to know as well as it's very difficult to ride the bike at the first 10 laps of the race. You've got new tyres, so you've got a lot of grip, but you can't feel the bike. But at the same time, it won't stop because you've got 20 litres of fuel on. So that's what I mean. It's very hard to set a pace when you're trying to pass people, when you're trying to keep people behind you. But when it comes to the last 15 laps, if you've got some tyre left, your bike almost turns into a little bit of a 600 because you've been used to 20 litres of a bike. And then it goes down to about four. It's dead easy to ride, so... But um, it's it's good to notice that some people don't notice that. So the bike's obviously set up really good that I can actually notice that. I mean, it, it strikes me as though the race seems to differ from lap to lap. There's all sorts of different changes in the bike, and as a result, it's very different to ride. Yeah, it's um, it's Silverstone. Like I said, the tyres life's that rubbish towards the end. Um, it's a completely different tracks. Not about fitness or anything. It's about I mean, you come in on Sunday and I didn't really get a sweat on at all, even though you're really trying. It's because you're just maintaining the tyre. Anybody could have gone out and cleared off for six seconds, but they had to pull in after 12 laps because there had been a big hole in the tyre. So it was a very interesting weekend. Um, every, anybody could have got pole position. Like you seen Danny Buchan got pole position, set a very fast lap time. I think it was like 53-2. But then obviously come race, he... It dropped back a little bit, being a bit bigger than everyone else. And it was trying hard to stay with the front lot. And he lost his tyre a few times and went back to like 10th. And it's easily done. So I think even Christian Nidden, the first race, was like fourth. And then he finished about 11th. And then he changed his bike a lot for Sunday. And I think in the last race, he ended up finishing fourth. I made his tyre last a lot longer. So it's good. I like it when it's like that because obviously the rider's got to do all the work. Uh, now, the GSX-R is not the newest bike on the grid, is it? How does it compare to the Ducati and the new Fireblade, particularly? I had a new engine for Silverstone. And um, to be honest, it probably was just as fast as a Ducati. So the new Fireblade does look just as fast as the Ducati as well. But the new BM, even the OMGs as well, they're, they're fast, very fast. But I think they've blown four engines already, so... Uh, what sort of advantages do you think the Suzuki's got, if any? I think the Suzuki suits the SC2 front. And uh, if, if anything, I feel like I've got a bit of an advantage on people at the end of the race because of that, because of the front tyre, really. And even when I'm in Park Fermi after the race, it's um, 
it looks brand new and everyone else on a one seems to look a bit like chewing gum looks like it's done a lot more work and so i mean are you happy with that bike and, the, and the, what it offers yeah 100 percent. i wouldn't change good um how much tougher is the bsb class compared to others that you've raced in and you've raced in a lot haven't you yeah i mean you know, you, you've been one, two, five champ. You've been Superstock six hundred champ. You've been GP two champ. You've raced Superstock thousand, I think, haven't you? You've yeah. been in BSB before. What, 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 what's a superbike like compared to some of the other stuff that you've ridden? What, what, what's the main differences? Obviously, it's an absolute missile. Like very fast. Um, Silverstone, you can almost crack it within 10 laps you know what the bike's going to do but being at Snetterton and uh, obviously Alton next week the thing's going to be doing stuff that I've never experienced before so <laughs> that, that's the that's the hardest part I think changing but obviously at the same time we've got 220 horsepower and no traction um, so there's a lot of things that are a lot difficult and I think the biggest one the depth this year is very very strong you've seen people like Brooks have a bit of a bad day and that's literally like the slightest bit of a bad day when he finishes eighth so I think in the past um, in GP2 or in Supersport I had a bad day and I finished third and I think in Superbike you can have a bad day and finish 12th so mm. so I mean big. everything's got to be just right then really hasn't it to, to do well then you've got yeah you've got to be <laughs> You can run on by accident and you end up finishing 12th. So that's how close it is. So everyone's got to be on the game. Not make, I think people that don't make mistakes are at the top. So Glenn Irwin at the minute, he finished fourth every race at the weekend and actually extended his championship lead and he's not really made a mistake yet. So I'm being consistent where you get some people have won a race or suddenly just jumped, got a podium and then the next race they crash or finished 12 so it's especially being a six meeting championship it's all about consistency I think I think I spoke to a few people and we either said there's going to be someone that's going to go Banzai out win everything and all crash that like that are going to win or there's going to be someone that keeps finishing fourth all, all the time and ends up winning so we'll soon find out in two months or so uh you mentioned 220 horsepower. I mean, how physical and how much of a handful can it get, especially when the tyres go? I mean, is it a bit of a a bit of a beast? Yeah, when when you've got new tyres and it's got grip, it's an absolute. I can't describe it. It's an animal to anyone. There's, if anyone that says it's not, it's rubbish. Because <laughs> when it's when it's got grip, you can't feel you can't feel anything. So. I always go well at the end of the race because I understand what my bike's doing. So I think some people struggle at the end of the race because they've got no grip. Where Because I have grip at the end of the race because my bike's set up that well, like it was at the weekend. I can still maintain a good speed and pace because I know what my bike's doing and I know what to do with it. Where in qualifying, when you have a new front and a new rear and you have to leave your brain in the box and try and set a fast lap time, you can't feel anything and all you've got to do is brake five metres later than what you normally do and pick the throttle five metres earlier than you normally do and put it on 100% throttle. 
and if it lets go, you are going to be 12 foot up in the air. So, <laughs> luckily, that's not happened to me yet, but I'm sure it will at some point. Is it a bit scary then, qualifying, Kyle? It sounds like it. Yeah, qualifying is very, like, you have to be, you have to hit every marker, and at the same time, you have to be the bravest that you've been all weekend, obviously. You've done practice, you've done a race run, you set your bike up and then all of a sudden you're in qualifying and you've got to leave your brain in the box for five minutes just to try and get yourself on the first two rows. So, but that's what, that's why we enjoy it because there's so many different, there's not just going out on your bike, riding for 40 minutes, coming in, doing the same. There's practice qualifying races and obviously races mean the most, but it's like completely different elements of the day. It's, you go out and practice and you're not nervous and then you go out and qualifying and you're absolutely bricking yourself because you think I can actually do well in the race but before doing well in the race I need to put myself in the top six so then you put pressure on yourself then you start sweating and your hands start moving and twitching your legs and it's hard it's if you're 17th on Friday and you're struggling but then you find a good setting you're almost dead confident because you think there's no way I'm going to be 17th but if you're topping sessions on Friday and knowing that you can do it, and knowing that you've got a good bike for Sunday, the pressure is almost qualifying. So it swings around sometimes. Like this weekend, I was bricking it in qualifying because I thought you need to get on the top six, and then you'll have a very good race and probably get a podium. Where other other situations, you you have a bad Friday, bad Saturday, qualify fifteenth maybe. And then you make your bike mint for Sunday and think, hold on a minute, I could actually finish in top five. And then you're not bricking it at all because you've qualified 15th, what you got to lose. So it's um, every week. Some people think every weekend's the same. You just get nervous for this and nervous for that. But like I just said, if you have a bad Friday and Saturday and you've got nothing to lose and you're making your bike good for Sunday, it's like going pit biking. It's like going to the shop. There's nothing. You just get on your bike and you do it. But if you're fast all weekend, the pressure's on you to deliver. Even though no one's expecting it because you're a rookie, I'm sat there thinking, I need to actually do something here. And then you start experiencing things you've never been through before. Sometimes you get nervous more than others. And I can't describe it to anyone the feeling that you get throughout the weekend. It's, it's amazing. So, Has Silverstone put more pressure on you in that people will expect more of you now then because you're a winner now yeah but well probably yeah but me talking to you it's not put pressure on me at all but probably when i get there next weekend i'll um i'll feel it now you you looked really emotional after that first win uh is that how it was it looked it yeah when i when i crossed the line i was ecstatic um screaming in my helmet over the moon, couldn't wait to get back and see the team to see what their faces were like. Cause that was the biggest thing. Um, I didn't think about nothing except that. Just no cheering, no nothing. Get back, thank them all for what they've gave you. Um, they deserve it probably more as me because they took the chance on me. But then halfway around the lap, it it come it hit home the stuff about quitting for a couple of months. And being where I was then to where I was on Sunday. And obviously knowing everything, what my family had been through for 16 years and everything. 
and everything they wanted since I was six was probably to win a race in BSB. So then it hit home and I got upset, but yeah, I think that was just normal. It's a very big deal. Listen, I was super pleased for you. I mean, is, is that your best moment? Because you've had plenty of things to celebrate. You've been champion, haven't you, in, in the three classes. And I'm sure you've had some very good race wins as well in other classes. But is that the best weekend so far? Yeah, 100%. That's the best Sunday I've ever had. Good. Um, now, it, it is, this is a tricky one, but any idea how the rest of the season might go now based on the fact that you know, you've proved to everyone you can win uh, is it possible to, you know, you're fourth now, haven't you? But you, you moved up from ninth in the championship to fourth, didn't you, after Silverstone? Yeah. Can, can you make it number one at the end? <laughs> I mean, for the chances of me winning a race at the start of the year was very slim. So it's only going to be the same for the championship. I'm not looking at it at all. It'd be, at the minute, I'm doing better than what I thought I was anyway so um, Alton Park won't be as easy I know that because it's a difficult track and it'll be physical a lot more than Silverstone and it, um, it's a lot harder track than Silverstone and I've not rode the superbike there at all where before I'd rode the bike at Silverstone before and it's not really hard to do Silverstone it's 50 seconds etc so Alton will be a lot more difficult, but I still think I can do the same job if things go right on Friday and bike set up well. And uh, I think if I can get three decent finishes there and try and maintain the position I'm in, fourth or fifth, I can't, I can't see why not. We couldn't win again at Donington or anything because I know the bike's just going to be as good as what it was at Silverstone. And I know I'll be fast at the end of the race again because that's what, the nature of the bike's been doing. So I think my goal is wherever I end up at the end of the year, it's already been far more than what I expected. So whatever happens from now, if I score no points, I've done a lot more than what I thought I would. So at the same time, I need my my goal is to do three races and finish every three races at Alton Park as high up as I can, try my absolute nuts off. And if I'm still in that position, then whatever happens at Donington and Brands will be because I know the bike will be good there. So I'm not you, thinking of you, you must be more confident now though, Kyle. You know, you, when you line up from now on, you know that you can win races, don't you? You've yeah. done it. You, you know, that must have proved to yourself that, look, I can run with these guys. Yeah. So that's what I mean. That's, um, it's all a bit of a, a bit of a blur really because I never expected to be like, passing Josh Brooks on lap 27 and pulling two seconds. And that's just, that's not me being big-headed or anything like that. I just did not expect for once this year, maybe even next year, that I was never going to be passing Josh Brooks and pulling two seconds. So, I mean, it's not. I'm not blaming me for that. That's not just me. Obviously, like I said, the Suzuki worked well. The bike was set up really well and saved the tyre well, but... Yeah, it's um, it's all strange at the minute, but it's uh, it's good at the same time. Yeah, man, great. Uh, who do you think the 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 chief rivals are? Who are the most difficult guys to beat? I think Glenn at the minute, and um, 
it's hard to say because everyone's swapped round that much. It's um, it's a difficult one. I think anyone can win it. It only takes. I mean, Glenn's thirty points in front of second. He only has to don't finish once, and Josh Brooks win a race, and that's all back. So there's, there's no good looking at anything, and it's not. We ain't got two races on us. Sunday anymore we've got three one on Saturday as well so I don't know how many points is it 225 points left for grabs it's still, uh, a, still a hell of a lot to play for isn't it yeah there's a, a lot a lot to play for so I think it's definitely in for I know people can't come and watch but my opinion it's going to probably be the best last couple of races they ever have been in BSB listen you can watch it on telly um what are these guys like? Are you quite friendly with them in the paddock or do you not have too much to do with them? Um, not really, no. Obviously, your teammate's your teammate. You talk to them at night, wish them good luck, etc. But no one else, really. I get on, obviously, I get on well with Coops, as many people know. Well, look, thank you very much indeed for those words actually you gave me a good insight into what it was all about at Silverstone and riding a superbike generally um, all the very best for Alton let's have three wins there shall we I'll try my best <laughs> we'll be rooting for you man I'll tell you thank you well, thank you thank you well I'm sure you'll agree Kyle has got a very mature head on those young shoulders of his the likeable lad is measured with his thoughts and very realistic about his racing. But I can't help thinking he could well be the next big thing in BSB racing. Let's wish him all the best for the next round at Alton Park. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss the next Inside Line podcast. See you then.